1: Do we really believe Carrie Underwood's story on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. We've been asking that question for a few days, and we want to get your thoughts on it. 651 uh, 1071 and we've got some evidence that we're gonna lay out on the Colleen and Bradley show. Bradley's not here. I'm Colleen. Holly is here, and in addition to Holly being here, she has brought with her a sober 420
2: thought. Colleen and Holly's Sober 420 Thoughts. So,
3: there's Cheetos. Why not Chi
1: Fingers? Ooh, think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. That was Holly's sober 420 thought. Yeah. For the moment, it is 420, of course, and uh, people are celebrating the marijuana. Now, (laughs) we are not, but 651-641-1071, Carrie Underwood had an interview uh, that aired on a radio station yesterday. And we've taken some excerpts from that. We've been sort of reading a lot about it. And we've been hearing about this fall that caused her to break her wrist and she had surgery as a result. And then she told us that maybe we would notice something different about her face.
3: Yes. And she said this back in November when the fall happened. So it's been six months since Carrie Underwood fell at her home, breaking her wrist, requiring 40 stitches on her face. And she's talking about it for the first time. Should we
1: listen to a little bit of what she said? Yes. Okay
0: just fell down i I was taking the the dogs out to go do their thing before bed and um i just i just got i was clumsy and i tripped and um i i held on to the the dog leashes in in my left hand and went to catch myself with my right and just missed the step there's one one lone step and uh it happens it it does and i i said if I had fallen anywhere else, I would have been absolutely fine. But it's just because there was—I went to catch myself and I missed. And the and leashes
2: didn't. on the dogs, the dogs will do it every time. I, I know,
0: and I—I I held on to those. Sure. So I'm, I call that priorities. What did um, you
2: know was hurt first, your wrist or your face?
0: I, I thought I just busted my lip. And then I walked inside and like t- took the dog leashes off and took my coat off and went to go survey the damage and was like, oh no. <laughs> Um, which I'm, I'm very acting very um, calm about it now.
2: <laughs> but you had to have been freaking out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, you know, yeah, it just, it wasn't pretty. So that was
3: Carrie Underwood yesterday talking on Siria, Sirius XM for the first time
1: about her fall that happened last November. Yeah. So um, we've been sort of suspicious about this for a long time. Basically, since it first happened in November. Now,
3: the reason why we were suspicious when she fell in November was because of the Instagram post that she posted immediately following the fall. And there was an excerpt from that post saying that she will tell this whole story, that there is more to the story and she will tell it when she's ready to tell it. That
1: was very cryptic at the time. Yes. Yes. And And still is. Yes, because she's not telling a story that's any different from what we really had heard. We heard she fell down the steps. We heard that she broke her wrist and we heard that she um, well, that's all we really had heard. Mm -hmm. Later, we heard that something happened also to her face, but. None of the story that she just there were certainly, you know, there was a little more detail to it, mm-hmm. but there wasn't anything that was that reframed the story in any way. No. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. We are wondering if given sort of the the. um the evidence presented if you believe Carrie Underwood's story and again I, it's the, the the part that's sticking out for us is the fact that she led us to believe that there would be more to it and now that she's public she's been seen in public and she's speaking publicly yeah and she has a new album to sell and she's maybe being asked to answer for that a little bit there, there's nothing really more to it sure and one of the reasons
3: that I still think that there's more to the story is the fact that that initial Instagram post is nowhere to be found on social media anymore. Why she deleted that? Yep. Why would you delete that? Is there something that somebody told you telling you basically to take that off because you're, you've said too much already? Yeah, but
1: you can't unring the bell. I mean, it already happened. Yeah, You got to think about what you put on the Internet. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's go to Peggy. Peggy's on the line. Hi, Peggy. What are your thoughts? I'm Carrie Underwood
0: hi i love your show by the way thank you um i i really i was in abusive marriage and i really think she is also that's the kind of story that you make up it's very elaborate it's very whatever if you had 40 stitches in your lip you would be gushing blood right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. peggy you know
1: thank you And and i'm so sorry about what you've gone through in your life um that is one of the other. I will say one of the other reasons that we've been very suspicious of the story. Yes, is because we did read a blind item very early on, that led us to believe that that, that there that, that part of this was going to be a cover for that.
3: Yes, and I think that there have been several posts by her husband on Instagram throughout the past six months that made us go, hmm. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, I can't. Speak to those exact posts off the top of my head, but I remember discussing them on this very show mm-hmm. and all three of us, Bradley included, just went hmm, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Why are you positioning yourself in this way at this particular moment? because what we've learned about the world of celebrity is that public personas are very strategic
1: mm-hmm. absolutely and and again, you know and p- people might think we're overreacting. But celebrities don't just delete tweets yes. for no reason or Instagram posts for no reason um, because there there are so many eyes on them that they will, A, they know that it already has been captured, right? And B, they typically know um, that somehow th- that will shift the attention on the story um, and I just felt like she came out and was trying to tell us very truly from her heart that there was something she needed us to know yes
3: that felt like a very authentic uh, a
1: message when it yeah. came out in November let's go to Katie hi Katie Katie what are your thoughts
0: Um, you know I try to see the best in people so I don't really know what I how I feel about um, Mike Fisher being a, an abusive husband Um, But I do think that him taking, I mean, I know that he came out of retirement for hockey and stuff, but I think that him taking that step to retire um, says something about him and him and Carrie's relationship. I think it was part of it it was to take care of her. And I just, um, I know social media gives a twist of perception, Mm -hmm. but I truly do think that You know, I think he would have. I think he was a caring husband. Sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Katie, for your call. And, you know, and I listen, I'm not I can't I don't think I can in good faith say that. I can't say what's going on inside of their marriage. Well,
3: and I think ultimately we're having this conversation because we're speculating right we have our conspiracy theories hats on the tinfoil hats are on right it is fascinating to watch this story unravel and i think i speak for myself and i don't know about you colleen is that a lot of times you do want to give people the benefit of the doubt oh absolutely But, But all the pieces of the puzzle just aren't fitting together in a way That reveals the truth, at least
1: for me. Yeah, and again, I just go back to that fact that she had put out this very lengthy post that promised us something, you know, that when she was ready to talk about this very hard thing to talk about, she would talk about it with us and, um, you know, but just she just wanted us to know she's going to look a little bit different and that there's more to the story, etc. And
3: that ultimately that hard thing to talk about was that... You tripped outside of your house when you're letting your dogs out to pee in the middle of the night. That's not a big story. Right? That, that would happen to the best
1: of us. So again, I, I think both what both of us are sort of speaking to is the fact that we still feel like something is being hidden, and it makes it just our spider senses are tingling, our spidey senses are tingling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had also read a blind item that perhaps there was some domestic something going on. Also, I had read another blind item that maybe it had something to do with drugs or alcohol. So. All I'm saying is, I don't think we have all the pieces of the puzzle.
3: And I don't know if we ever will. This is a good point. We don't know.
1: We don't know. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's cheat day. Yeah. It's 420 and it's cheat day. Yeah. So we've gone ahead and selected some very 420 worthy cheat items. They are food items and they are not laced with anything, Uh, but they are straight up gas station treats. We're going to. Try them after this. Find out what it is on My Talk 1071. Well, it is April 20th, also known as 420, which is a day that many people celebrate the fine art of the marijuana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's off. He'll be back Monday. Holly's in. And um, we like to celebrate it our own way. Uh, and we celebrate it with a little so- sober 420
2: thoughts. Colleen and Holly's sober 420 thoughts.
1: Um. Sometimes I get really sad when I'm driving in the car and there's a fly in the car and I think I'm just driving that fly away from its family. A sad fly.
3: Dude. I know, right? Dude, that's sad. You just broke up a family. I know.
1: Think about that. All right, now that that's done, I I have the munchies. So uh, so let's hit that cheat day.
2: Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day. Taste test.
3: I feel like this was an inadvertent homage to yes. the holiday
1: today, which is 420. It was purely accidental, but um. So here's what happened. What happened is, uh, about two weeks ago, we were talking about like junk food that we loved when we were young. Yes. Actually, we were talking about school lunches and I said, one of the things that I always had for school lunch in junior high, when I was like in charge of my own lunch was the, um, the fruit pies. And I think they like the hostess ones. And then little Debbie had them too. Anyway, I said, I I was like, I loved those, but I wonder if they even taste as good now as they did then. Yeah. And Bradley was like, well, I don't know. But he, before he left, he left me a parting gift and that was a cherry fruit pie. Because he cares. Because it's like the best way to send the very best or something like that. Anyway, no, the one I loved though was the apple one. And so I was out shopping the other day and I grabbed an apple one. So we each have a half an apple and a half a cherry. This is a little Debbie fruit pie holly which one are you going to try first
3: i'm going to try the cherry first now colleen this is shaped differently than the fruit pies that i ate yeah, growing me up me too this so, is shaped like a rectangle that used to be shaped like,
1: like a, a pocket ca- it almost looks like a calzone yes it, yeah right. exactly it and this like a looks calzone. like sort of a skinny pop tart which is making me nervous i'll be perfectly honest so you take <laughs> a bite while while i talk um, it just it makes it makes me just a little bit nervous. They're mildly frosted. There's like an icing sort of drizzle on there. Um, I will say they they have an expiration date, which is feels um
3: reassuring to me. That's not an expiration date. That's a sell by date. Oh, Meaning okay. they want to get that out of the store by that date. Okay, doesn't mean it expires. It'll be shelf stable for a while. Yeah. Okay. And I say that after putting that in my mouth. Yeah. How's that going for it. you?
1: I'm going to go into the apple. So go into the me.
3: apple. I will say that the fruit pie, the little Debbie fruit pie that I just ate, cherry flavored, tastes like the fruit pies of yore. It has that sensation when you bite into it. I, I like squeaky. Is it squeaky? Mm-hmm. The the or um chemically chemicals.
1: Okay. Oh, I don't know wow. what I just ate. Okay, I just had the apple one. Oh wow. Okay, hold on. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it—they come. They share new episodes of "You Are What You Read" drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Experience was great. Yes, my backend experience is horrible. It has a burning aftertaste. It was okay. So the I'm like, going to try the Apple now. Okay, so just to bring you into real life, like I loved these when I was young. Um, so I took the first bite and I thought, okay, this tastes just like I remember it. The crust, it's kind of buttery. And then you get into the middle and it's not like a Pop-Tart because there's real apples in there. It's gooey. It's like apple pie filling. So I'm like, oh yes, this is great. And then all of a sudden, about three chews in, it was like, ha ha, just kidding. We're going to start to taste disgusting now. And it got a little... There was a chemically taste. There's a chemical taste to these. And then like an after film that I'm not excited about. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sad. Well,
3: don't be sad.
1: No, you, I mean, listen, it. it can still live in the past in a place where I loved these things. That's where it needs to live. I think in, so, too. In the past.
3: But I think that your palate changes, Colleen, as you get yeah, older. This is I true. can say that I'm firmly in the black coffee at 3 p.m. part of my life already. Oh, meaning. Yes. That anything that is overtly sweet or overtly chemically is really mm, uh, forward in my mouth. Right. So, <laughs> it's very chemical
1: forward. It's very chemical forward. That's I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm really sad about it is so because when I wanted to be able to indulge my inner seven or like thirteen year old. Mm, I'm sure there are other ways
3: oh, wow. to do that. You can just go and watch my so called life in your basement. You. and Wear some flannel, and then you'll be. I'll be right the back experience. there. Yeah. Also, be right back
1: there. Can I tell you? Do not look at the nutrition facts on this business. This is I'm telling you these are made to survive. They are a. They're made to survive. B. Like you, this is probably you could eat just one of these and be good for the whole day. Here's what you do <laughs> when the zombie
3: apocalypse happens. Yeah, and you go to the nearest gas station to fill up on calories and nutrients. You pick up the fruit pies. Oh yeah, go to
1: town. They're compact. And you'll be good. You'll be good for a while. You will survive
3: the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you
1: don't need to get the Jim Baker buckets of dehydrated food. No, no queso for you. No, just get the Little Debbie's. That's all you need. And you'll live forever. Yeah, you're good to go. Well, that was decidedly meh. Yeah, you can't win them all. All right, we've got All some right. celebrity D-bags for you. I'm only going to give that one one Cobra. Oh, that is historic. Yeah, one Cobra. Sorry, Sorry. about it. Uh, when we come back, we'll tell you about those D-bags in Hollywood on my talk 107.1. Oh, man, celebrities behaving badly. They are everywhere. And uh, we like to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer's off. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts is filling in. And we call those celebrities that behave so very badly, D-bags.
2: Presenting Lord and Lady
1: Douchebag of the Day. All right, so this should come as absolutely no surprise whatsoever. But I am naming Scientology as the D bag of the day. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. And
3: oh, okay. So for those, smelling
1: (laughs) salt. For those of you who are uh, just catching up um, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have been outspokenly fascinated by the Church of Scientology. And we have done a lot of. Research mostly from like an interested standpoint, you know, not like we've actually been researching to present something. Well, I would say from a but critical standpoint. from a critical standpoint, the, we Bradley and I specifically have read many books and personal accounts, and are frankly just attracted to all things Scientology because there is an interesting history that goes along with this religion of Scientology that was started by L. Ron Hubbard. Um, and they they utilize celebrities as a means by which to raise the profile of the religion and the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard um, in a way that in a way that is meant it's sort of false. Like they give the celebrities their own version of the religion and so that they will go out and speak about how wonderful the religion is mm-hmm. and they treat the people who come in a little bit differently specifically um people who have devoted their lives to the religion yeah um there are pl- a lot of abuses that the church has covered up allegedly mm-hmm. and you can find out more about that by watching um well many things but one of them being Leah Remini's um Scientology. Scientology show on A and E. Yes. Scientology and the, after- and the aftermath. And the aftermath. Also
3: yeah. Going Clear, the going documentary. Clear is and you great. can also go to the website The Underground Bunker. Correct. Which covers the Scientology beat extensively.
1: Uh with uh yeah, Tony, Tony Ortega. Ortega. So so, what is interesting is we have been able to sort of identify a lot of celebrities who are Scientologists. Um, and one of them was Danny Masterson, is Danny Masterson. Um, and you'll remember it was just a few short months ago that we started to hear a little bit more about some accusations of rape. Yes. Um, there specifically there are four women who have come forward and and reported that they were raped by actor danny masterson who also is a scientologist what is also interesting is that those women reported those rapes to the church of scientology Mm -hmm. and the church as far as we knew did nothing well now we're hearing more from former members of the Church of Scientology and they're they're effectively their clergy, which is called the Sea Org. Mm-hmm. Um, former members who are associated with that group who are telling us a little bit more about how the Church of Scientology would have helped cover up these reports of rape. Ooh. And this is going to make you absolutely lose your stuff okay well the first thing you need to know is the church of scientology really uh they they are critical of outsiders meaning anybody who's not in scientology they have a word for us yes and that word is wog Mm -hmm. and they believe um that that the wogs are again like we are opponents of them whether or not you actually are you, you're you th- not on the
3: inside, right? So, if you're not on the inside, you're on the outside, and because you're not on the inside, you are bad.
1: And they've sort of developed this, um, this culture where you don't litigate things that happen in your life outside of the church. So, if something illegal or bad happens to you, the church you bring it to the church, you don't necessarily bring it to the authorities, mm-hmm. right? Right, so, um so, what they describe these people who were once on the inside is the fact that the, that's the reason why the accusers would have gone to report the incident to the Church of Scientology because, because that's the church. What they do? That's what they do, and the church would be the ones to work with the person who had committed the bad deed. Well, this is what they do to the person who accuses, mm. um, who accuses Danny Masterson of rape they would bring them in for extra counseling sessions, which they call auditing sessions. They're very anti-therapy, traditional therapy. Yes. So they would bring them in for auditing sessions. And in those auditing sessions, and I'm saying the accusers they would bring in to the auditing sessions, in other words, the victims of Danny Masterson would be brought into these auditing sessions and they would be instructed to look at their past lives to find out what the evil thing was that they did that caused them to be victimized in this way. I can't even. Is I, I, that insane? I, I can't even with that. That is infuriating. Writing. And it's not just... It would. It's not just the Danny Masterson part. That was. That was how they dealt with anybody who was victi- Was a victim of sexual assault. So you
3: know that not only it potentially happened to these women. Oh yeah. It has happened to countless other people. Yes. Who have had accusations against other members of the church. Yes. Serious, legitimate, legal concerns that they could have gone to the authorities if not for being in the Church of Scientology and following that doctrine. Yeah. They would have been people like Danny Masterson could possibly probably have been legally prosecuted for these crimes absolutely
1: but instead they did what they had been taught to do by the church that they were affiliated with and and probably on some level raised in and um and and then instead were made to feel like they were at fault Mm. when you start to Mm. hear some of those types of stories it really is a wonder that people come out on the other side of that you can see why they stay there of course but I also marvel at the people who've had the courage to walk away and say, this can't be the way that it is when in it life. It
3: completely rules your life yeah. in that way and your perception of reality in order to break free from that mindset. Yeah. It takes incredible strength. You're right, Colleen. I, it does put
1: a different perspective on that. It's so, it was so interesting. And so just re, and, and I do, like I said, I really do encourage people to go and do some more research on some of these people who have really looked on the inside. Um, To learn a little bit more. Uh, And again, you know, and and people who are inside the Church of Scientology are not allowed to read any critical thought about the Church of Scientology. You're right. That is forbidden. And you can be reported for that. Mm -hmm. Again, and they have an internal justice system. So... It's just fascinating to me. It,
3: yeah, it is fascinating So, once again, me. D-bags. D-bags. Who do you got? Uh, I don't have the Church of Scientology. Okay. I mean, it was kind of a big of one. Day. That was a big one. So, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to top that D-bag today. However, this was something that happened last night at the Tribeca Film Festival. My D-bag of the day is the moderator of the Scarface Reunion... At the Tribeca Film Festival Uh-oh. last night. Yes. So the whole cast of Scarface, the 1983 movie, was there doing a panel at Tribeca. Al Pacino was there. Uh, director Brian De Palma, I believe, was there. So was Steve Bauer. So was Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Because one of her first big roles was in the movie Scarface. Uh, the moderator, Jesse Cornbluth. He was booed, rightfully so, at the Tribeca Film Festival yesterday when he decided to ask the following of Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh-uh. How much did she weigh when she was filming the <gasps> Are movie? Are you serious? Yeah. No! And let, let me give you the exact quote from Jesse Kornbluth, the moderator of the Scarface panel, when he asked Michelle Pfeiffer how much she weighed during the filming of that movie. He said, Michelle... As the father of a daughter, Mm-mm. I'm concerned with body image oh. in the preparation for
1: this film. What did you weigh? <gasps> I don't even understand that. None of that actually made sense. No, it did not. Now,
3: Jesse Kornbluth qualified his question by trying to claim that the question wasn't what you think
1: it is. Well, what was the question? What, why don't you tell me what it is, Jesse Cornbluth? What did you weigh? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, when asked this question by the moderator,
3: she was taken aback, but being the professional woman she is, she gathered herself and said, well, okay, I don't know. I was playing a cocaine addict, so that was part of the physicality of the part, which you have to consider.
1: Interesting.
3: Yes. Now, Page Six did reach out to Jesse Cornbluth to... Ask him about that question. Mm -hmm. How much did you weigh? So here's what uh, he had to say to defend himself. He said... It is true that a gentleman should never ask a woman about her weight, but that was not my question. It is a comment on the knee-jerk political correctness of our time that no one would be shocked if you asked Robert De Niro about the weight gain required for his role in Raging Roll, but you get booed, not by many, but a vocal few, for asking Michelle Pfeiffer about the physical two-dimensionality required for her to play a cocaine freak in Scarface.
1: So Jesse okay. doubled down on the Jesse. Deaceness. Hi Jesse. Hi. Hi. This is Earth calling. Um I just want you to know you don't get it. No. Okay. So go back into your office, yep, and come out when you get it. And then we'll talk. And then we'll have a conversation about it. Wow, that's interesting. interesting. Ha. That was the most <sighs> Minnesota interesting I've I heard, heard. Yeah, today. that really was actually. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And today by the way, today is a very special day. It is. It's April 20th. Oh, yeah. Um, Some people call it 420. And on 420, there is a worldwide celebration of a magical herb. (laughs) I can't even say it with a straight face. Today is the day that everybody celebrates marijuana. Weed is what the kids call it. It's the weed. It's It's the the Mary Jane. It's the what else do people call it? Doesn't matter. Dope. Dope. But here on our show, we have a different way of celebrating.
2: Colleen and Holly's Sober 420 thoughts. What
3: would you do for a Klondike bar?
1: I mean, really, Colleen, what would you do? Has anybody actually done it? I mean, that's the real, I mean, Has anybody done something for a Klondike bar? But what is it? I don't know. I don't know either. That was your sober 420 thought for this moment. Think about it. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Shauna will be back to play the part of Bradley during a throwback live at 145. Let's see... If she can continue the streak that Rocco has brought uh, and see what the final final tally will be before Bradley returns on Monday, we'll find out after this with the throwback live at one forty five. All right. It's time for the throwback live at one forty five. And this is the final day that Bradley has been gone, and we have a fill-in playing on his behalf. Today, we have Shauna on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, like I said, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly's been filling in, and Shauna is here to play the part of Bradley during the throwback live at 145. I feel the need,
2: the need. Well, a a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. Alrighty then. It's Throwback Throwback Live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 145. Go ahead, make my day. Here's Holly Roberts.
3: It's time for the Friday edition of the Throwback Live at 145. Here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first
1: to identify three correctly will win the throwback. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: Back live at 145, Colleen and Shauna will buzz in by yelling out their names. Now Shauna is playing the role of Bradley today, so she'll yell out Bradley. Bradley, exactly. Good Just job. like that. Good job. Now, Colleen, what is the victory total thus far? We've been
1: tabulating the total since we started the throwback live at 145. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand? So uh, the current tally stands at I have 11 total wins. That's double digits. Yeah, I was really excited when I moved on in. Bradley Trainer, with the help of his fill-ins has 20 total wins. All right. So So let's find out uh, if he's going to come home to those 20 total wins or if we can add another to the tally to really surprise him when he comes back.
3: Well, we'll see. We got five vintage pop culture audio clips to play. We'll play the first one. I'm totally giving Shauna the
1: evil eye right now. Don't
3: give (laughs) Shauna the evil eye. Shauna, you need to give that (laughs) evil eye right back while I play this first vintage pop culture audio clip. Please
1: identify this. How you doing? Colleen, yeah. Colleen, that's Joey Tribbiani from Friends asking, how you doing?
3: <laughs> that's right. Yes!
1: Colleen what Lindstrom, point?
3: you identified that pop culture clip correctly. Now, Shauna, you did
1: buzz in, just not fast enough. I know she knew it, too. I saw it in her eyes. I really had to go. <laughs> Friends is my favorite show. Like ever. Like ever. I know. It's the best show. Moving on to our second. Bradley, by the way, had, has never seen Friends, so really? he wouldn't have gotten that no, one. No, for shame. He well, didn't... I think he's seen it, but he just doesn't. He it's not a thing for him. No, no that's, that's so wrong. it's wrong, right? So wrong. I know pop culture blind spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. We all have them, James Bond. Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> Moving on That'll from that, little... our second vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this.
1: Colleen, Colleen. Entertainment tonight is a real good show. Yes. Yes, As I sing along to it. That's how I sing oh, it. Sing more. What are the lyrics? No, that's really it. Entertainment Tonight is a real good show. Oh, yeah. No, that's all we sing. So this is the original version of the theme song to
3: Entertainment Tonight that came out in the oh. early 1980s, and they still use a version of this theme song
1: today. I loved that show. Oh man, John Tesh, Mary Hart. Yes, mm-hmm. bringing the entertainment. News and then right John to- Tesh went like soft, you know. Piano, piano and I just was like
3: I don't know. Now he I has a go feel good website with his wife Connie
1: Selica. Do you John Tesh? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, Shauna, pressure is on. Oh, Shauna, I have too. No points so far in the Throwback Live at 145 today. Colleen Lindstrom has two points. She will remind you consistently that she has two points. points. (laughs) However, we're moving on to our third vintage pop culture audio clip. Shauna, you gotta get this one right to stay in the game because if Colleen guesses it right, she wins today's Throwback Live at 145. Please identify this.
0: Bradley.
1: Bradley. Dinosaurs?
0: Yes! I would have
1: never gotten that one. Oh my gosh. This is from the early 90s sitcom
3: Dinosaurs, which featured dinosaurs, literal dinosaurs. (laughs) And this was the song. Were they real? (laughs) This is Baby St. Clair singing. I just would like to thank my parents publicly for sitting through dinosaurs and watching it with us when we were growing up and acting
1: like they liked it. Yeah, that was how many seasons did that thing rock and roll? I don't know. Maybe three, two, three. Really? It went more than one. These These days, that would have been like. Colleen, Bye. it was
3: a cultural phenomenon, oh my gosh. one that Shauna is acquainted with okay. because she got that point. All Colleen, right. you still have two points. That means if you guess this fourth vintage oh pop gosh. culture audio clip correctly, you can win the game. Shauna, you're still in the game. Please
1: identify this. Smokin'. Colleen. Bradley. Colleen. That is Jim Carrey as the mask. Yes!
2: Uh. Oh!
3: Congratulations, you just won today's throwback live at
1: 145. You won a year's supply of Little Debbie Fruit Pies. Thank you. I will survive the zombie apocalypse now. Thank you so much. Shauna. thank you so much for filling in for Bradley. Oh yeah, You really are like a great opponent. I'm not kidding because, well, number one, I would have never gotten dinosaurs. But you like buzzed in right on par with me every single time. I just am a little bit more sugared up. I think right now because of those fruit pies you're a little debbie yeah <laughs> I had to throw them away in another yeah it wasn't great yeah it wasn't sorry. a great experience good. no Shauna thanks for filling in for Bradley oh you bet we'll Thank make you, sure Shana. that uh, that you get something from his vacation I don't know what maybe some sand mm-hmm. a shell oh, yeah oh
3: okay maybe we don't know what he's
1: bringing back this a time a ticket stub Oh yes exactly wouldn't that I be
3: lovely <laughs> now do you want to play the fifth oh yeah let's do it yeah let's do clip. it let's play All this right. just for funsies please identify this
1: Colleen. Colleen. That is the beginning of You Can't Do That on television from Nickelodeon. Yes. Did you ever watch that show? No, I've never even Uh, heard of it. Holly knows I was obsessed with that show when I was young. So was I. Alanis Morissette was on it. Yes.
3: Now, the origins of green slime come from the show You Can't Do That on television. Yes. Which it is was a Canadian yep. skit show that mm-hmm. Nickelodeon imported because they
1: didn't want to make original programming because they didn't have enough money. So yay. And then that green slime has turned into everything for them. Exactly. That's amazing. But nobody really knows what goes into the green slime. Did you know that? The recipe's a secret. It's like, it's locked it's, in a vault with the kernels, spices, and Coca Cola. Exactly. I know. Shauna, thank you so much for playing. (laughs) Now, (laughs) when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, by the way, the current tally is at 12 total wins for me, 20 for Bradley. Nice. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, you know, eight away. You're getting there. I don't know. I'm getting somewhere. Maybe. Uh, Anyway, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, I know you're going to roll your eyes, Holly, but I have to tell you about last night's Grey's Anatomy. I know, but I think I me alone there's something about it that is current day present day art imitates life imitates art imitating life go with me on this i think i noticed something that probably most people didn't even pick up on and i'm gonna tell you what it is after this
2: how would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want i'll have an old-fashioned
0: i'll have a margarita
2: now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now, get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now only at bartesian.com/bartender. That's B A R T E S I A N.com/bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com/bartender.